All right, well, welcome everybody. My name is Tom Miller. I'm the owner of Leaders Building Leaders, and I've got my partner with me, Katie Reidenauer, and uh, we are excited to bring you day three of the uh, Leadership Summit Mastermind Conversation. And so this has been getting um, a lot of traction across uh, the globe, and, and it's been so much fun. Um, I, you know, it's hard, right? Because we're all working virtually and we're all trying to take virtual meetings. And to, you know, I'm like a pausing John and I'm running to do something, then I'm coming back to hear what John said. And I love it because it's given me so much time to reflect in between where he was, you know, when he was going through numbers four through 11 of his uh, perspectives at tonight. And actually, Katie, I sent you, the, can you drop those 11 into the chat box so we have all 11 up there? Sure thing. Uh, tonight, um, in that email I'd sent, because I tried to make sure I grabbed them all. Um, I went back through the thread. And so tonight's call, I would love to, um, you know, again, it's always your time. So, uh, but what I would love to make sure we do is let's take maybe 20 to 30 minutes at most on our reflections on today and thoughts and, and our acts. And then um, I had, uh, everybody has their action guide. I would love just to take a couple of minutes and thinking through um, some of the steps of uh, the action guide. And if you don't have your action guide, um, either with you or you, if you haven't downloaded it, uh, we can also put a link to that right there in the chat as well. But um, we had talked about what specific outcome do you want to achieve, uh, you know, based upon the study, like, so now we have a date in mind. If you're in school leadership here in North Carolina, you have a date, it's May 15th now, <clears throat> and it still may change again. But, you know, we were talking to a school leader today, and I just asked her that a question. When students potentially come back to class on May 18th, what would you like to have seen accomplished in that time frame? Right, so that's the first question. What specific outcome do I want to achieve? So it could be personal, it could be professional, it could be anything. I was just actually thinking the same thing. Like, I'm gonna be 44 years old right around that date. What do I wanna do before I'm 44? And then, and then what is your current reality? What resources do you need? What action steps will you take and when? What are the potential barriers that I have to work around, perceived or real? What tangible evidences should I see to monitor progress and how often should I see them, right? So it's a, it's a little bit of a mini action plan um, for you uh, to work around. And it's not all the questions, but it's some of the questions. It was something I want to do that's nice and easy. And that's pretty much the framework of the skinny strategic plans that, that you know, I've helped uh, many schools write. So, so, so let's start off with this. Um, Katie, you got those chats up there of those of those awesome, right? Everything worthwhile is uphill. Perfect. All the way down to adversity makes people stronger. Who's got who wants to come off the off the um, you know, boat first, right? Who wants to be the first penguin jump off of the of the little iceberg and 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 uh, you know, maybe there's a killer whale underneath. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. So who do we want to shove into the ocean first, uh, Katie? Who's out there? Well, you know, Rhonda's always good for that. Rhonda is actually the first person <laughs> to my right. If I'm going left to right on my screen, so Rhonda, what's what's maybe one thing? Let's make sure Rhonda can. What's 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 you know one thing today that you know really really struck you as oh that was so good what he just said or maybe it was you know uh, your own thought. Can you hear me? Yes. Perfect. Okay, great. So. Um, <clears throat> 
well, I'm honored to go first, so thank you. The fifth principle, feed faith and starve fears. Mm -hmm. um, I love that because I don't know why. In my family, you know, there is a culture of fear. And so I always have to really be aware of it and fight against it. So um, I asked myself what John asked, am I a faith pusher or a fear pusher? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one action step I took tonight was I had a conversation on the phone with one of my family members and I consciously decided not to get drawn into the fear. And um, it was a different conversation. So um, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I love that too. You made me think about, um, we had some post trainings and I heard one of my mentors say, he said, some people have more faith in the fear than they do themselves. Hmm right? More faith in the fear than they do themselves. And it's, that's that going back to that self doubt that we talked about yesterday, right? Or, or their culture of their life has created this, um, this wave of, of just, you know, a woe is me uh, at everything, right? Uh, you know, those other people are lucky. You know, you're lucky to have such a great job. You're lucky. It's not luck that got me here, right? It's, it's other things, but in their mind, it's perfect. All right, Beatrice, you're next on the list. What's, what's, what's one really great golden nugget that came out for you? Well, another golden... <laughs> they're having dinner. It's okay. It's so, okay. Um, so one of the things that really spoke, and you, and you are familiar with this, uh, Tom, because I shared this with you, uh, is, and what um, Rhonda had shared was, uh, feed, for me, it's feeding my faith and starve my fears. And why? Because uh, in doing, in doing, in feeding my faith gives, will, will give me clarity of mind, and also I, I strongly believe emotional stability, because anything in your mind will affect your emotions, right? And so, um, and so I have to focus uh, more on my faith, and also I've noticed that I I have found myself having faith for others but not faith for myself. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that, that really stood out for me and the whole wolf analogy, like we all have these two wolves, right? Which one are you feeding? So it's like, no, I'm gonna feed the, the faith one. So, awesome. Yeah. All right, good, I love that. And thank you for your transparency, that's awesome. All right, so we got a couple of people that said that they weren't necessarily able to hear the whole day, you know, piece. So, you know, mm -hmm. hop in. I see Natalie's here. And, um, you know, Barbara, I love that, um, you know, you were able to prioritize, you know, something over, right? And I think that was one of the things that John really had talked about today was, you know, prioritizing, you know, taking other people first. And, and you know, everybody here has, you know, folks that they need to take care of. And so uh, anytime there's emergency on a plane, it says, put your mask on you first so you can be better for other people. And I think that's what I was seeing across the state the last couple of days is, whew, like when do we get a chance to just, you know, pause, you know, kind of. And, and so that's an important piece to make sure everybody's taking that time to pause and reflect 
uh, because uh, that's number eight, right? John said, reflect instead of react to adversity. And so it's important to be able to take that time and know when maybe you're running a little too fast, because sometimes you have to slow down in order to speed up. Right? We got to slow down in order to speed up, and that's hard. So that's awesome. Who else, Katie? What's 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 one thing you're next on my on my uh, chat board there? What do you? What's one thing you uh, pulled from today? Well, his line where he says a crisis never leaves us the same, and I thought, well, that could be read a couple different ways. It could be you're just wrecked. You know, my Irish friends always say, you know, they have 50 words for hangover, just like the Eskimos do for snow. <laughs> um, and they say, oh, I'm just wrecked. And, you know, so a crisis could leave us feeling wrecked, but a crisis could also be empowering and, and really give us a chance to shine and, uh, and learn a strength that we didn't know, become aware of a strength that we didn't know we had. So I, I was just like, huh, how have I been? It's really been giving me a chance to reflect on the different crises. I have not been, I've been blessed with very few in my life, but the ones I've had, I, you know, been thinking like what opportunity came out of those? And, you know, this one, this pandemic, what opportunities are coming out of it? And, you know, in our conversations with school leaders have shown us lots of opportunities to help and the opportunities that school leaders are seeing with their schools. So um, that line really stood out for me. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. You made me think as I was going back through my notes, it was, um, you know, most of you know me pretty well. And I think I've been in a room with every person who's on this call and maybe you have, you know, maybe it was a room where there was a tough conversation. Maybe there wasn't, but I'm, I have a leaky face. So you could pretty much tell what I'm feeling by the emotions on my face. So when John started to talk about that, realize that motions influence emotions. Mm. You know, that's something that I have to continue remember, right? I, um, you may have heard, like if you've taken a DISC personality profile with us, one of the graphs specifically talks about how you act, right? How your personality comes out in times of um, stress, and mine comes out, I see control and accuracy, which is not a good place to be sometimes when you're in stressful situations, right? It's not always a good team um, collaborative environment when you're the one seeking control and to be accurate. Uh, so when John was you know, you know, saying that your emotions influence your emotions, right? How you act is going to drive uh, how you feel, right? And we, um, we, we listen with our ears, right? But we hear with emotion. Maybe it's the opposite, either way. And, and so you have to remember, or I have to remember, um, that my actions, right, my actions will drive those emotions. So if I'm acting at a high level, that's going to create stress amongst the other people in the meeting, especially if they're looking specifically at me to be the uh, decision maker or or to guide them. Like if I'm freaking out and they're like, well, we brought you in to help us. That's not going to help us if you're over emotional either. Right. So being able to control your emotion and that's, and that's helps, you know, drive, you know, better decisions and to make sure that you're listening and bringing in, but not necessarily allowing uh, me allowing my, my stress or my anxiety or my ego to control um, the way we go. So 
that, that, that was a big one for me. And then the other one uh, was uh, John talking about going to the adversity gym to uh, strengthen his, uh, his, uh, his uh, willpower muscles. I thought that was awesome. That was cracking me up. You know, that and, you know, besides the barber shop story and just, he just, oh, yeah. he's so corny and funny. He just uh, makes it good. So that was my one really good one. I'm going to go back and, you know, this weekend when I get a you know, chance and go back and listen again under, under calmer circumstances. But, um, but those, but those are really great uh, pieces. We do have Natalie, if you want to share, I see you're on now. Um, and, you know, Mary Jo, you've been dropping some really good stuff into the chat here. So we'll make sure if you can't um, say it out loud, we'll make sure that it gets added in here. Uh, and have we heard from Kate Alice yet? Somehow Kate Alice skipped us. Kate Alice, what's, what's, what's one good thing? I know you've got some great things. You're, you know, you've got that roaming letter I there that somehow skirted past us on the top there. So what's, what's, what's one thing? It could have been from uh, today or some of the other days. What's, you know, one thing that you've taken out of this study? Mm. I was telling uh, our team this morning on our Zoom that yesterday uh, when I tuned in, I, I really wasn't fully prepared for everything that he would share. And so I was literally reaching, I was, I'm kind of in a makeshift kind of situation at home right now. So I was literally reaching for like index cards I could find, little post-it notes, <laughs> and it's like scribbling all over because I didn't have my journal with me at the desk and I didn't want to leave and miss anything. And so <laughs> last night, um, I took all that and uh, put it back together and all those little pieces of paper and post-it notes and, and wrote it out in my journal. And so this morning with our team, I, I held up all those little post-it notes and those little index cards and talked about there was so much um, that he shared. And then I held up my journal where I'd rewritten all of that into my journal. Awesome. And then I talked about some of his, um, just, you know, some of his insights and his wisdom. But I think, for, and there's so much, but I think from today, if I look at just today, there's probably a couple of things. One, which kind of just was a quick insight where he talked about the idea of um, better and best. Mm. And it just kind of hit me because we're always talking about the growth mindset. And he talked about how in the moment today that he was giving his best and he would always give his best. But then when it's over, he reflects and he thinks about how could I do that better? Even though in the moment he was giving his best, then he reflects, how could I do that better? And then that circle continues. And the next time he's giving his best, but his best is better than it was before. Hmm. Yeah. And that was just a really powerful kind of um, insight for me. And he talked about the reflection um, is what, is what turns that. And, um, yeah. So I think that's my, there's so many takeaways, but that was one for me today. Yeah. Well, I think that's really great because a lot of people, when they do something well, they stop and celebrate and they miss that opportunity to grow. Right. They just like, yep, good on me. And, and then they go on to the next thing where if you stop and do that reflection, that's where you can really rocket yourself and, and, prepare for the for the next opportunity mm -hmm. yeah nor even you know the opposite katie because you and i have talked about this where we'll do a talk or we'll do a training and i'll be like charlie brown like oh we should have done this or we should have done that or we could have done this you know and 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 it's like 
no, it was great. You know, the people gave us feedback and this was great. So, so you can get too low and you mm-hmm. can get too high. But most importantly, what I hear Kate Alice, you know, telling to us is reflect, right? Whatever it is, give your best, but you could always do better. There's always going to be something, some way, if you want to be, you know, if you want to strive for uh, perfection, even though it doesn't exist, you're going to hit excellence somewhere in there, you know, once you continue to work towards it. And I, I think I shared this recently. It was like my second marathon that I ran, second or third marathon. And I like beat my, beat my time. I wanted to do a five-hour marathon. I didn't even come close. It was terrible. It was the most boring run ever. It's horrible. Don't ever run a marathon. It's terrible. Anyway, so when I got to the end, like all of the, all of the, um, of like the party things were, you know, gone, right? All of like the, all of like the breads and because it was an Irish, you know, it was on St. Patrick's Day and I was, you know, done the race and couldn't get a beer, couldn't get nothing. It was just all over. And the lady who was just about to pack up, she said, what, you know, why are you so glum? You just finished a marathon. And I said, oh, I didn't make my time that I wanted and this and that. She said, well, was it a PB? And I said, what's a, what's a PB? And she said, personal best. I said, yeah, actually, it's the best I've ever done by about 18 minutes. She says, that's incredible. Here, have our last beer. And she turned me around like that because she forced me to reflect. Right? She forced me by asking a question and she snapped me out of that negativity. So anytime you see your team you know, feeling sorry for themselves, there's always something. And that's what this whole lesson was about. John kept saying about, you know, adversity makes uh, people stronger. It's always going to make you look at the bigger picture. It's going to bring you closer to people. It's going to, you know, cause you to reflect. It's going to help you stay in the moment of today matters and, and, you know, feed your faith and start your fears. Like you could go all through this and you could probably take any situation in, in your life, no matter how small the crisis, and you could write or you could teach some very powerful lessons off of these 11 parts that John just gave us, right? John uh, gifted us these things and you're all leaders of organizations or leaders of you know, families or leaders in your community and it's yours. We just gifted it to you, right? And we're you know, giving it to you again. Like you have access to it. Take it, take your notes and start building out. You know, I love the idea that Kate Alice is you know, doing her, I'm gonna say Dr. Dunaway. Dr. Dunaway is doing her daily stand-up meetings with intentional content that's fantastic right you all have an audience get on facebook live you all have someone you could chat to and every day for 11 days you could say hey here's here's one thing i learned you know from listening to you know john maxwell but it's not it's your words it's what i perceive as is what john was trying to teach me and here's a here's a moment right so i want you all to know you're birthing a new future, right? You have the opportunity here to birth a new future in your organization, in your family, in your community, wherever you choose, or just with yourself based upon the uh, you know, five plus hours that you've invested in this over these three days. And you don't have five hours. I know you don't because <laughs> you're so busy with emails and COVID and webinars and other things and answering questions from your stakeholders and your and your teachers and you're trying to build brick mortar uh, classrooms into a um a zoom platform like i know you didn't have these five hours so thank you for taking any of these hours with us whether you're listening on the archive or not it, it 
you know, all I could think about was you guys. Every time I'm watching John, I'm just watching the thread. I'm like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if, if one of our folks, you know, posted something in there on that, you know, chat to that. There's like 10,000. I was like, oh, there's Katie. You know, Katie would pop something. Yeah. So that's just cool to me that you guys uh, were all a part of that. So that's, that for me um, is my biggest takeaway that, you know, bringing people together, rallying around a specific curriculum or idea or thought, that's masterminding. That's very, very powerful. So thanks. We have a note from Natalie on here, Tom. Right. I like, I like his steps for reflection. I reflect a lot, but sometimes it isn't productive. He said that reflection should lead to action. The last step in reflection was directing yourself. What can I do tomorrow? Yeah, it's beautiful. That's right. Because otherwise we can go into uh, paralysis through overanalysis. And uh, I believe, this is just Tom Miller, I believe that clarity comes through action, right? I put my hand on a stove while it's hot. Woo, now I have clarity. Don't do that anymore. Instead of thinking about why is it red? Right? There's another, there's a big difference there, right? But no, that's a bad example. Uh, but yeah, clarity comes through action. So if you think about it, but don't do anything about it, it's just merely a thought. It's not a step towards your next thing. And if you're a doctor- to build, off, to build off your story real quick, Tom, um, I think perspective does matter, you know, like your personal best. I was thinking about when I was earning my pilot's license and I was in high school and um, you have to take a written exam and a flight exam. And, you know, I didn't really study for the written exam to be perfectly honest. I just thought by a miracle, I would, I would get a good grade. Well, I earned a 72 and you have to earn a 70 to pass. So I, I was kind of ashamed of that grade because I, I'm, you know, I usually did pretty well in school and uh, so when I went to my next flight lesson, my instructor said, hey, you should have gotten your, um, you know, you should have gotten your results. I mean, this was 1987, so there was nothing online. You should have gotten your results. And I said, oh, I did. He goes, well, how'd you do? I said, nah, I got a 72. He goes, oh, two more points than you needed. That's right. And I was like, well, I never thought of it that way, but now I am. So, um, so I think, you know, the lens we look through our circumstance really changes the, our perspective. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things from yesterday, right? How you, how you view things is how you do things, right? But then mm -hmm. there's another thought leader who said, um, when you change the way you look at things, right? the way you see them changes, right? Or right, that's way, right. Yeah, yeah. When you change the way you look at things, the things that you see change. Since that, right. So that's always important, right, is to, mm -hmm. is to really see, and, you know, going back to his barber story and, and the, you know, in Italy with all those sales. So awesome. All right. So we've all got some really good thoughts around there. So let me go. I'm going to share our, our – um, this action guide. Is there anybody who doesn't have the action guide downloaded um, by chance? Sorry for the 6,000 sheets that, oh, that's not it. What is that? Ah, so many things, Katie. Let me know if you need it and I can email it over to you really quick. Who, me? No, I've got it. It's right here. No, no, the participants. Yeah, well, it's on, if you go onto the, onto the site that we built, Okay. Um, it's right. It's right on the top there. I'd have to find it. I don't have it uploaded. I should, I should be better prepared. So, um, 
and I'll add it here in a second. So what specific outcome do you want to achieve? So you could build the timeline for this. So this is, you know, you know, typically I don't think that you should do this completely alone, right? This is a great team, team activity. And it doesn't just have to be from this, you know, mastermind group. It could be from anything that you're trying to achieve. So I know, you know, Beatrice has some, some, some goals. Natalie's trying to build an outdoor, indoor um, education plan right out there in Boone. And um, everybody's, you know, you know, rocking and rolling with lots of stuff. For me, when I, when I looked at this and I thought about the impact that John made and he kept saying, um, my first book was so bad, right? Well, I've had a book in Google Docs for uh, quite some time. So by the time I'm 44, Katie, we are going to publish this darn thing. It's going to be an ebook, right? At first, I don't know if we can get it all, you know, printed by then. But we're going to get this thing printed. So that's May 13th, 2020. We're going to get this ebook printed, um, the one that we have in the can there on, on um, what effective governance looks like for uh, charter schools. It's not a sexy topic, but it's a topic and it's a book. So we're going to get it out there. We're going to add some good stories. So that's what I'm specifically looking for. What outcome do I want to achieve? I want, I want to be a published author uh, by that time, right? So if I were to write in my notes, that's what I want, by a date. And what's my current reality? God, we have so much content and stuff around. Uh, it's just needs to be organized and someone needs to make it more interesting. So anyway, what resources do I need? I got Katie, I already have a published author. <laughs> and I got lots of other things. I got lots of charter school leaders. So what action steps will I take? I need to schedule uh, chunks of time, one hour of time every day to be able to get that done. And that you know, gives me about 60 hours, uh, almost from now until then. So my potential barriers I'm working around, well, me, I'm my own problem 90% of the time. And then, um, but also, you know, time and resource and just, you know, just, you know, getting over the self-doubt of things. Those are, those are a few. And, uh, you know, getting over the worry, will anybody even read this besides, uh, I don't know, Katie, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are all you know realistic things right we're constantly battling our own you know personal demons that's you know by far the most powerful voice that we hear is our own so what tangible evidence should i see to monitor progress and honestly if we shoot for about a six or seven you know chapter book we should we should see a chapter a week right so each week a draft of the chapter should be done and if there's anybody on here that would like to like to review uh, you know, these, you let, you know, you let me know. And, and they'll probably just, you know, kind of come out uh, like that anyway. That's probably a good idea to do it that way is to just send it out. Here's chapter one, everybody. Mm -hmm. And we'll go. So um, that's my, uh, that's one in particular, right? So there's blocks for three, if you want to do three. So you don't have to have all the answers right now, but is anybody willing to, to go through this, this framework? with us out loud and, and just throw some ideas and thoughts out there. Don't make me go from left to right. What big goals do you guys want to achieve that you haven't yet scratched the surface on? We could go with the question that we asked today, Katie, to that uh, school leaders. 
when kids come back to school potential on May 18th, what outcome do you want them to achieve? You know, everybody mm -hmm. on here is pretty much leading a school or in charge of an education plan or an organization. Yeah, what does success look like? What does success look like, yeah. It's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the interview is gonna be different for the first time ever, right? You're not gonna have EOGs to be worrying about, but you still have a lot of other pieces. You know, you gotta make sure kids grow you got to make sure you got your hiring enrollment for next year so tom yeah go for it kate else mm -hmm. um, i don't know that i could go down you know all of these specific right now um but in terms of the specific outcome that i want to achieve we um talked about this as a team last week because we were still working at school even though the children were not there and we talked about this really from from monday onward and it definitely was reinforced in john's comments it's it's reinforced in all my you know everything i'm reading and for me it's about um the outcome that i want to achieve when we return on may 18th is i want I want every family, I want us to have built a relationship with every family and I want every child to know they are loved. Mm. And yes, are we doing Zoom and Google Classroom and Canvas and every other thing? Yes, we are. And that's, of course, their education is of the utmost importance. However, I believe in this time, building the relationships with our families, the connections and having every child know they are loved is, is our most important. Um, it's a calling actually, I, I wouldn't even call it a goal, but that, that's where I am. Yeah, I love that. And then so, so just to kind of push a little bit, so what would you say the current reality is, right? How would you start to, to measure that, um, the attempt at a relationship or, reaching an olive branch, right? Or something to that effect is what I hear you saying. How many students do you have total? Like f almost 500 or 450 or something? 360. 360, yeah. So, you know, I heard, um, again, John and, and others that I've been reading um, really talk about the relationships and the importance of that, but also John talking about how the good coming out of something like this pandemic and, you know, what, how can you take something that no one wants and make a positive mm. really believe for us it's our this is our opportunity to demonstrate to our parents that we care and mm -hmm. to our families and so that's really where we started last week um is really showing them that we care so i'll just give one example so last monday a week ago i um we established a communications team. It's made up of eight people that are not in the full-time classroom role. So it's everyone from our counselors to our facilities manager. Um, we had some cell phones that we had never activated. We activated eight of those, gave those out, and we took the whole school-wide list, divided it into families. Make a long story short, every, every communications team member has a list of families and children that they're responsible for texting, calling, emailing every day. Hmm. And yeah, I love it. our 
school nurse, um, Heather Newland, is the facilitator of that team. And so she checks in with everybody every day, and it's really helped us to get a handle on what our families need. Like today, they figured out that there were a few more families that needed technology that we needed to provide. And there was a family that was having trouble with internet that we needed to get Sprint out there. So that's just one example. That was not our current reality <laughs> two weeks ago. That was not our reality. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, now that's becoming our reality, which mm. is really exciting. That is exciting. And there's so much empathy needed in there, right? It's, it's, you're really, you're really getting to know people, right? Because remember, uh, connecting with people starts on common ground. And the only way I can find common ground is I've got to get off my own agenda. <laughs> so part of all that work, right? We've got cell phones that weren't in use where everybody's going to make phone calls. And this is all, you know, part of it. Katie, it reminds me of that program that you teach through your, um, through your Ruby pain training um, mm. where, where like everybody has a check-in with a mentor, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. we had, it was called Zap at our school. Mm. Uh, but just, you know, finding those little ways that everybody has someone on their list that it's their job to uh, connect with every day, whether it's a, you know, simple picture or just a text message, but you're making sure you're getting some sort of feedback from that. And that's what's going to build a relation. I love that, Kate Alice. I, I think that's a very important piece because if you don't build relationships now, they're not going to remember you come June and July, right? They're going to see who, you know, because remember there's three questions that everybody asks. Can you help me, right? Do you care for me? And can I trust you? And no more than ever at this time, our families asking themselves, you know, about this school, like when they have to, you know, do all this schoolwork and be the oversight and the, you know, and the partner, more of a partner ever, in the education plan, like they're really thinking, did the teachers think about me <laughs> when they were putting this together? Did they care about all the other things that I have to deal with, you know, compared to, I know Vicki Bethel, she's not on tonight, but her school had bought um, track phones. Uh, they're about like $7 or something she was saying per month for those families that didn't have uh, devices out there. And, um, the rocks i think they're in the roxborough area off the top of my head but yeah just the just the little things and we found you and i love your quote there kid as you said we found it wasn't our reality three weeks ago but it was our reality today because we reached out and found out hmm. it's a big difference awesome i love that i love it cool and natalie's on here i want them to still feel connected to the school and their teachers hmm. i want the parents to feel thrilled that their students were at our school when this crisis happened. Yeah, that's right. You want 20 years from now for people to say, yeah, we were at Two Rivers and they took care of it. It's like we, were a, we had a digital platform this whole time. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know if any of you have ever read uh, uh, Big Picture Schools or done any of you know, Dennis Litke's uh, work. Um, but he talks about that, that when he wrote his mission and education plans for his group of schools in California, it was really based upon running into the students in a food store 30 years from now and kind of having some sort of understanding that my school, the school that I led, did something for you now that you're an adult and, and, and you know, your career is, you know, halfway, you know, through its, um, its longevity and everything. I love that. That's good. 
What else do you got? Who else is who else is willing to take take down the train here? Katie, what do you got? You haven't shared yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna force my my <laughs> boss on you. Well, you know, I, I've always talked about this grant class that I want to put out there because I really think, you know, I write grants and um, and I love doing it. And uh, and I, you know, a couple people on this call have written grants for you. And, and, but I really think it's a skill that everybody can have. It is not rocket science. So I have been building this grant class for about six months and you know, I'm reading another book on uh, grants. I'm taking another grant class as we speak, but, uh, but that's, that's what I want to work on is I want to get that out the door. And so I'm going to force myself to uh, just get the first one out and then I'll be on a timeline and I have to get the second session out and you know, work with our virtual assistants to, to really put it in a format with that, uh, that people are inspired to, uh, you know, to dream big for their school and then to know how to, to write it. And I know, you know a lot of times people just hire us to write the grants because they don't have the time, but to, um, to help people locate those resources within their school, you know, so that they can, you know, how to create a, folder this these are things you're always going to need so have those ready and then that cuts the time down um, you know because the current reality is, is they, they're short on time short on resources so they need the grant yesterday uh, and my current reality is that we've been working like the Dickens so I haven't had you know the time or so I tell myself there's always time if I prioritize it so um, what resources do I need? I need to just put it on my calendar. I mean, I've written four books. I know how to prioritize time. I just need to make myself do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so what action steps will I take and when? Uh, I'm going to get it on my calendar. So five o'clock in the morning, that's when I get up. Uh, that's what I'll do first thing is to work on that, um, to work on the grant and to have it rolled out. I'll say by your birthday, Tom. So All we'll right. both have. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a publishing party. That's right. We'll have a we'll have a rollout publishing party. Uh, the barriers, the potential barriers, I will work around. You know, like you, Tom. It's me. It's it's I, you know, it's one of those things where I know I can do it. Um, so it's almost like uh, why do it because I know I can do it. But um, but so I just have to get that out of my mind and say no. People need this. People need me to roll it out. So there are a lot of grant classes out there, but there aren't grant writing classes for charter schools which that's what this is specifically going to be for. So what tangible evidences should I see? Uh, the, 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 you know, each week of classes will start coming out, you know, every week because they have to, um, you know, so about once a week I, sh I will have, you know, that, that coursework prepared. Yeah. What a great, great opportunity too for schools to build capacity with, you know, folks that are maybe really good writers, right? If they could mm -hmm. take on some of these skills and, you know, be able to do it, because that's what we see the most often is just, I don't have anybody on my team that I feel is equipped, you know, to do it. Uh, it's not so many times I'm at board meetings when they're talking about financial deficit in the organization and someone says, well, can't we just write a grant? And I was like, do you have a grant writer? Well, no, then no, you can't. Scratch it off the list for now. <laughs> right. Right, you know, I was, for the NC Access Grant, I, you know, I was really honored that I had 14 schools that hired me to just be an editor of their, their grant application. And there was one that really stood out as a strong application. And I was talking to the school leader, she called me with a question. And I said, wow, you know, your grant application was one of the strongest ones in the pile. And she's like, Katie, we wrote it in 
two days. I said, okay, who did that? Who did that work? Because it was focused, you had evidence, you aligned with the mission of the grant. So that person needs to be your de facto grant writer. And she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't yeah. know. Well, look at this, right? So if you took John's tips with that very short story, everything worthwhile is uphill. So they had to put a lot of time and effort on the front end, right? It took a lot of time and preparation to be that good. There's always an answer. Allow adversity to discover who you really are. Somebody probably didn't think that they were a good grant writer, but maybe adversity created that, right? I think that's what, I think you shared a story about that. As you said, I was opening up a school and we needed money. So adversity created me to learn how to write grants. And therefore now, you know, years later I've done it, right? Um, so all those, you know, all those pieces. So you could really, I'm telling you, these 11 steps here are really, you could take them through any part of your life through any aspect. And so um, Beatrice is really shaking her head. I think Beatrice has something to say. Okay. Let's get her going. Come on, Beatrice. You've you got have good uh, you discern that. Yeah. Well, I just, my mind is just flooded with all these ideas and, 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 and you'll hear me team here, uh, you'll hear me speak a lot about interpreting and translating. As obviously you can tell, I am so passionate about it. Uh, I, I, I have done faith-based interpreting, simultaneous interpretation, and that one I was put, uh, what do you call it, um, because a need had to be filled at the church. This was several years, years ago. I had to just jump in and just learn. And it's amazing after you do it over and over, you just you become so good at it, right? But that I became passionate about it. Uh, for me, as when I hear you, uh, Katie, speaking about grant writing, uh, the way I, it's familiar, I, I can relate to you, is when I, when I started in a, in a, at a school, uh, this school did not have an interpreter nor a translator. So there was no one there to really, they were pulling more on the, like the janitor, this was years ago, to interpret for families. And so anyway, so for, for me, that, that's a need that I still have found that a lot of our charter schools, because that's my focus, a lot of, not, not all, but a good majority, are still in need and I want to fill that need. My desire is to build a hub, a hub where every translator uh, document that needs to be translated comes through that hub, right? And yeah. myself and a group of build a team of translators and interpreters and we can provide that to our charter schools. That way it takes that uh, uh, responsibility off of the, the staff and they can focus on what they need to focus. Does that make sense? So as you're sharing that, Katie, I'm like, oh my gosh. And Tom, it's seizing that moment. Like I'm, I'm seizing it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> so anyways, but that's my short version. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for being patient. So, so, oh no, I, I think it's great. I love your enthusiasm and I can see it working, <laughs> right? That everybody in yeah. the charter world knows hey, if I need something translated, I have right. a resource. And that's all charter schools want, is they, right. they're all on an island of themselves. And that's what Tom, that's why Tom started this company, was because yeah. he wanted to, to fill that gap. And mm. if you could fill that gap for translation services, what yes. a gift that would be. So just uh, going on this, this resource list, that uh, the Leadership okay. Summit list, list, so what resources do you need? 
so what resources uh, definitely so what resources do I need well as as the business is building definitely a, a software not not Google Translate we're talking a, a specific software that the translators uh, use and that you don't have to um, it keeps keep it is it's a specific software but it's it's like a thousand dollars it's pretty expensive but um, specific software uh, definitely uh, building a team and that already yes it's expensive compared to what that's true right <laughs> You have to invest in yourself. Yes. You know, you're worth a thousand dollars. Yes. So the kids okay. that you're gonna serve are worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. And the families. Real, yeah. I think that's a really important thing. You know, when you say, Oh, it takes so much time, or not just you, but just I mean anybody, oh, it's so this, it's compared to what? Like yeah. this is a giant room. It is compared to what like right you know mm. and it's we just we immediately get into this comparison trap that oh i can't get there because i've never done it you you've made a thousand dollars before yes i have yeah yeah i have thank you for reminding me of that so what action steps are you going to take and when so action steps uh well i'm taking action steps now uh it's just Putting, you know, get, uh, what do you call it? Just letting people know uh, about my service and just building it on the side because I do work full time at a, at a school. So it's slowly doing that. And um, yeah, just taking that, just letting people know and then just, just taking it step by step. So what's your next step? So my next step is uh, having uh, adding a a team a person to with me to do this together mm, okay. because as more documents come in I want to be ready not that I can't do it myself but I want also the vision is giving uh, someone else an opportunity to to work from home and and they can you know make money as well you know provide that uh, for them no, I think that that's great. That, oh, yeah. So your next step is getting is you know getting a teammate, or it's finding someone to actually say yes. Well, finding I, I have someone that will say yes. I've been uh, I've built a relationship with this uh, with the with this lady, and she's passionate about translating as well. Uh, and we've we've gone out for coffee, so we it's building that relationship, you know. And um, so definitely uh, she would be one that she would be on board for sure. It's just a matter of me sharing with her. Well, Barbara Cohen thinks it's a good idea. So there's someone else in your head, Ted on the other day saying it's a great idea too. So you got some leaders to reach out to and this is a, yes. this is a good venue uh, to get us there. So I wanna share something um, uh, to see if this gets anybody inspired and hopefully everybody can see the screen. I think everybody can see it. You know, folks, you just may have yourself, but at least you can listen. Um, this is something that Katie and I got to meet these folks um, last year or this year. It was this year, right, Katie, when we went to Paraguay? Yeah. Um, oh, so no, it was last year. It was 2019. Was it 2019? Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. All right, let's see here. All right.
The volume's not, I don't, I don't hear anything, Tom. You're now? Yep. Son de una vieja cuchara para golpear la carne y para hacer el ñoquis. Y suena así. Como cateura, no es un lugar para tener un de hecho, el violín, un violín cuesta más que su casa. En ese grupo acá mismo encontramos el colado de violín. Y de ese empezamos a comerlo reciclado. La familia que acá vive recicla todo lo que hay en la basura. Y se vende. No pensaba antes que yo voy a hacer esta tremendo. Y me siento demasiado feliz cuando estoy viendo a un niño que está tocando un violín reciclado. Cuando ya escucho el sonido del violín, siento como mariposa en el estómago, así una sensación. No sé cómo voy a explicar. Bueno, la orquesta de instrumentos reciclados. Es una orquesta que toca instrumentos hechos con la basura. En mi vida sería sin la música, estaría decorada. La gente se da cuenta que no tenemos que tirar la basura muy fácilmente. No tenemos que desechar a las personas muy fáciles. ¡Fuerte, fuerte! So I don't know how many of you have maybe seen that uh, before, and I don't know if everybody was able to to watch that there, but. Um, I'll, I'll put the link in, in the side if you haven't or if you want to share it with your staff. Uh, but that was maybe one of the most inspiring groups of individuals I've ever been within 20 feet of. And uh, we, they came and they played for us live and they played for us in a big you know, concert setting. And here's a man who had a vision in adversity and didn't care about what the barriers were. He just, we're going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but uh, these kids are worth it and we're going to make it happen. And um, now they travel the globe <laughs> with their trash, making the most incredible music ever. And uh, mm -hmm. most of those kids would never have known that they didn't, that they had any musical talent they may have maybe known in their head but not being able to actually act and build clarity and do it out if somebody didn't put something in their hands so that's my challenge to all of you is to put something in the hands of somebody is to find a way to be able to do it no matter what the challenge is 
through this adversity, use John's lesson, use these steps to be able to get there. And that's why we're going to continue this. We would love to have, you know, some of you have, have already signed up for the, the mastermind that we talked about that's going to start on Mondays. And there's a couple of time slots and we would love to have you. And it's a very similar setting as this, you know, we'll rally around a specific curriculum. You'll, you'll be still focused on whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um, but, and then we'll, you know, give everybody time every day, every week to talk about their goals and what got in their way and help them think through it. And, and then we'll, you know, each, every two or three weeks, you'll have 10 or 15 minutes of a hot seat where you can, it's just all the focus is on you. Um, so it's a really powerful exercise for everybody. Um, and then you could learn how to do it and then take it into your own school, your own organization and start to build off your own team. So, um, so that's, so that's what I invite you to as the next step for us is, you know, we're going to be able to, to continue this mastermind. And like I had shared the day, it's no cost to anybody until you want to stay in past, you know, June 30th, then we can talk about what it costs then. So um, I'll send that link back out here. Uh, Katie, do you have any parting thoughts for everybody? If you thought they were playing over professionals on that, you know, on that slide or that show that Tom just showed, no. We saw them live in person and it was a really small like hotel conference room where we were and it was stunning. It was just breathtaking. So if they can make that kind of music out of trash, what, what, what kind of music can you make during this time? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Make that incredible music and do it. So um, love you all. Uh, really excited for your next steps. And um, we hope that you'll continue with us, uh, whether it's through the mastermind or through some other, you know, capacities, make sure you take advantage and, um, of the coaching that, you know, we're offering out of this. We can walk you through your six steps or whatever it may be that you want help and support on. Katie and I are here for you. So look for your email. Uh, I'll send one more email uh, back out. Uh, all three of these of John's recordings are still uh, up there. So you can, the site that I'm sending you, I have embedded all of them to you. It's a one-stop shop. Share it with your team or whoever else. And, and as long as he keeps them live, you have access to them. So thanks everybody for investing in us in these last three days. And uh, John is live again tomorrow at noon. So if you want to hear him one more time, he's uh, going to be out there. And maybe you can call on and get one of your own questions answered. That would be awesome. So that's my challenge. Get on the call tomorrow and try to get on you know, to John and ask him a question. So I uh, love you all. Thanks, Katie, uh, for your trust in You're me welcome. and this team. And, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank Bye -bye. you.